Hey there, NFT curious listener. Welcome to another special episode of Edge of NFT. You may or may not have found out we are doing Twitter spaces with the NFTLA Twitter account in collaboration with Howl Labs our partner in promoting NFTLA. And we've had some incredible guests, incredible sessions. We're attracting hundreds of live listeners and it's really been going great. So we wanted to share a couple of those Twitter spaces with you. This episode will feature one of them. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Edge of NFT with your hosts, Jeff Kelly, Ethan Janney, and Josh Krieger. The podcast that brings you the top 1% of NFTs today and what will stand the test of time. We explore the nuts and bolts and the business side, and also the human element of how NFTs are changing the way we interact with the things we love. This podcast is for the dreamers, disruptors, and doers who are pumped about this ecosystem and driving where it goes next. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Future of Wellness by NFTLA and Howl Lab. I'm really excited to be here back in the driver's seat in the new year, 2023. And yeah. as always, we've got the amazing Zach Zaycar. Say what's up, Zach? What's up, Zach? <laughs> You're getting as good and as corny as Danny. And uh, unfortunately, <laughs> Danny's uh, down for the count today, but we're going to miss him and his uh, wonderful cheesiness. But he just got a new soundboard. So once we get back, be prepared for sound effects and um all the wonderness of future weirdness oh yeah um well you know very very excited to do today's space i think that taylor swift song was very appropriate because she's talking a little bit about um some insanity or or the feeling of of craziness in her life i think all of us have been there in the last year and we have some wonderful guests today so i'm going to have them sound off tell you a little bit about them what they've been working on and why they're so attracted to the Web3 space. Um, first up, we have Ira, who, um, if you're not aware, is one of the biggest voices, I think, and advocates in this space. Um, very, very well-known, um, Emmy-nominated, in fact, um, participant in the Web3 space and, and evangelist for all things good health. Say what's up, Shira. Well, I really appreciate it. Yeah, getting right into the new year. I'm at CES in Vegas. Um, and definitely top of mind is the future of Web3. And uh, and also for us, the importance of integrating mental health and wellness in that. So I'm really excited about this conversation. Awesome. Awesome. Um, I'm going to follow up with somebody else in uh, the wellness space that is uh, bringing great peace and wonderment into the minds of everyone. Um, at the Peace Inside Live, I think we have Jordana on that one. Can you say what's up, Jordana? Hey, what's up? I love the word wonderment. That it's a, is it's a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful wonder word. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, I'm stoked to be here um, on the Peace Inside Live handle. And as a co-founder of Peace Inside Live with Shira, we are just really excited to bring wellness to Web3. I think it's a space that um, is open for it, which is we're thrilled for and um, that also needs it glad to be here. Yeah, we have Jenna from your team as well too, right? Jenna, I don't think we had a chance to catch up beforehand, but say hello to everybody. We're really happy to have you on stage here. Hello to everybody. I'm really happy to be here too. I'm always proud to stand beside um, Sharon and Jordana wherever they are. So happy to be here today and have this conversation with all of you and excited to meet you and get a little deeper together. And then of course, last but not least, the, I said last but not leaps. Man, I'm having a day of it. 
<laughs> from uh, the Healing Hippies account. We have one of the founders, and I, I'm, I'm going to butcher it, man. I, I said I wasn't going to. Is Shahab? What's going on, Ben? Ben, we practiced I, this. Yeah, it's Shahab. Uh, I, I, hello, everyone. I was hoping your name would be in your account so I could keep visually seeing it and rehearsing it in my brain, and I've seen it so many times. I'm such a white American. I'm so mad at myself. No, right but you now. did it well. You did it well. Even the first time you did it, like in, in the back room, you did it, did it, did it well as well. Hello, Jordana, Shira, Zach, Jaina, um, everybody else, uh, heavy hitters, some of my favorite people. Glad to be here. And I do see people requesting on stage. We are going to let you guys come up in a bit. I just want to make sure we have the opportunity for our guests to kind of get through and talk a little about what's interesting for them. And then I'm going to invite a little bit later. So if that's OK, save your request for now. Um, but I just want to kick things off with a very, very general question and, and dive right in. Um, can you tell me, each of you, a little bit about your projects, what got you into the Web3 space, and what are some of the things in wellness you're working for in this next year? And I'm going to go ahead and start in order with Shira. Yeah, I appreciate that. Well, um, me and Jordana, who's in the Peace Inside Live handle, have known each other for over 15 years through previous lives in media. And uh, Jordana can share a bit about her background, but we reconnected a few years back when we went on a retreat to Everest Base Camp. And as you can imagine, it was a pretty life-changing trip. And on the trip, we started talking a lot about co-creation and could I be, you know, bringing some of, of this personal growth wellness content, the stuff that I was really juiced up about that I would talk about behind the scenes in my life, how could I bring that to the content on my platform? And so when we got back, we started producing a series called The Weekly Mindship. And then right before COVID, Jordana went to Thailand, you know, for work and retreats and obviously got stuck there because of COVID. And um, her, her, IRL retreat stopped, but then she ended up doing a virtual retreat at the beginning of COVID. And I attended that and I was just like blown away by the different modalities and, and ways we could connect and work on ourselves even virtually. Obviously, we all know this now. <laughs> at the time, it was really new. Um, so over the next month, we worked on launching Peace Inside Live, which was a virtual studio where we had two classes a day, facilitators from around the world. It was donation-based at the time. And over 2020, we saw thousands of people through our classes and workshops, and we ourselves kind of had a burnout moment. And then we were like, okay, well, you know, at the questions I ask myself, which is helpful for everyone when I feel like that burnout moment is like, one, does this still bring me joy? Um, if not, why? Is it part of like the process that needs to be tweaked or is this not relevant for me anymore? Which is a real question. Um, or, you know, like, yeah, do I still love this? And ultimately, I think we both decide, like, we still love doing this. It's just we're, we're maybe not doing it in the right way that works for us. And so that's when we kind of pivoted and we saw some, we started seeing some success working with big companies we'd worked with. And it was a, an ability for us to bring wellness programming to their companies and, like, not have to do the marketing and all of that. That can be, you know, some people get really pumped by it. And, and it can be very draining when you're, like, begging people to come to classes and all that. And you just want to help people. So we're like, where are people? And companies and communities, like, why don't we just help those people add more wellness? So that's what we started doing with big companies like Capital One and HBO and Spotify. And then we started doing it for Web3 companies as I personally started to dive into Web3 too. And actually Josh at NFTLA introduced us to Dino Monk. And we started doing wellness uh, in their Discord. And uh, then we like we started building more in Web3. And now what we're looking forward towards is uh, building... Uh, a wellness wellness company in Web three, so like customized wellness programs for Web three companies, communities, and teams, 
virtually an IRL, as well as a uh, a portal that allows you to like and incentivizes you to continue to work on your well-being in between those other experiences. The, I, I think it's incredible. And I, I got to say, I, I think Web3 right now is probably in need of the most wellness. I, I've been here for five, six years. Uh, I've seen the burnout. It's real. Um, some of my, my best friends in the space have already hit that point. Um, some of them are uh, taking a much needed hiatus and, and rest. Some of those have already taken that hiatus and rest and are coming back. Um, and it's something I have to be reminded of constantly is your health has to come first. Um, and this is such a fast paced industry. It sucks you in and sometimes it chews you up and spits you out. And at the end of it, you're right. You, you might love it, but even passionate things can become uh, hardships on our health. And so um, I'm really grateful to have you here and hopefully we'll be giving people that are listening some tips and tricks to dealing with their own personal wellness as they try to navigate this space and uh, get them queued up into some communities that really advocate for these things. Um, with that, I actually want to throw it to Shahab to talk about healing hippies because um, it's such an interesting project and, and you're such a multifaceted individual. Um, I'd love for you to kind of give your background a little bit and then uh, we'll pass it back over to the rest of the Peace, and, Peace Inside team. Yeah, absolutely. So, so I, I work a lot um, and my background is, is how, besides being in marketing, it's always been in athletics and fitness. Before coming into Web3, I had a fitness startup that you know, first of its kind, all wellness recovery center sold that to a franchise that they're going to be booming soon. It's, it's very important to me to live a, a, a healthy lifestyle. The, the, going to the gym and having a healthy lifestyle has done so much for me and my self-esteem and my confidence and my mental health that I know how important it is. And the Healing Hippies is really aiming to solve a problem. And that is, you know, I myself, since COVID, have been sitting behind my computer for 10 to 14 hours a day, not getting up. I'm communicating with people who are doing the same, not getting up, uh, slouching, eating bad, not going outside, not having really that, that healthy lifestyle. And we really just aim to go ahead and incentivize people and encourage people and hold people accountable by building uh, not just the Healing Hippies, but the, the Heal app that comes with it, uh, with move to earn technology where people are incentivized and rewarded for moving, communicating with your communities, doing outdoor act activities. Bringing on a full-on marketplace where your rewards can be exchanged for goods. Um, onboarding right now, 60 wellness coaches, um, specialists. We're working with Impact Suites as well. They're going to go ahead and bring in the uh, mental health aspect of it. And um, we really just aim to go ahead and fill up that problem that we're going to have in Web3 where no one's going to be going outside. Everyone's going to be doing work in the metaverse. And um, yeah, that, that's why this uh, project started. I feel personally attacked because I slouch too much and I don't eat enough. And I oh, that's all of us, like all to... of us, all of us. So, so thanks. Now uh, I'll, I'll be ruminating on that for the night. Um, by the way, you know, just before we jump into that, I, I do want to share a bit of my own personal story. I actually um, suffer from OCD and uh, anxiety I, I have for a very long time. Um, I was almost hospitalized for it uh, when I turned 22 because I went undiagnosed um, most of my adolescence. And, and so it's, it's really important to take that time to take care of yourself because hitting that breaking point really just kind of shatters you. And a lot of the things that you don't think are going to contribute to that diet, um, exercise, all the things that you were mentioning are, are huge, huge, huge things. I also think it's very important. And, and this is my own mantra for, for dealing with stuff to 
um, be okay being vulnerable in, in talking about these things. I think talking, um, it, it seems like a very innocuous thing, but, but holding stuff in um, starts to eat at you from the inside. So uh, it's, again, just grateful to have people like yourself uh, uh, joining us on stage to talk about these things. Yeah, you. I mean, I think you just touched on on really. Yeah, absolutely. Again, like I said, it parts. it helped me out so much, and, and and those around me, my cousins, my my siblings. Um, so it's very important to me, and uh, I, I'm really honored to be up on the stage with all you guys. Awesome, awesome. Uh, yeah, Zach, here. go ahead. No, I mean, I I just wanted to kind of weigh in there as well. Anything that, and this this is, goes well beyond, you know, tech or well Web three or anything. Literally anything that requires humans, which is really anything we care about at its absolute fundamental um, and at its foundation is health and well-being because without it, our energy is um, either inefficient or entirely wasted. Uh, so it, it really doesn't matter what you're playing for. You you absolutely should be making at the foundation of everything you do your own well-being. Um, and I think what we've seen, and, and Shira brought up a, a fun example, at least for me, um, uh, with uh, that uh, Dinos project in that, um, and I'm sure almost everyone here has probably experienced it, but there is a, a trend and it's not always actualized, um, but for having mental health awareness inside of communities that are built here. And I think this comes out of the fact that so much of this movement really did happen and was fueled by the, the wackiness of COVID when we all of a sudden were spending so much time online, on Twitter, on Discord. Um, one really cool thing about how communities have been developing is that there's been that support and open dialogue around mental health. And that's something I really like and I want to do whatever I can to foster. And it's why it's one of those things that I think we can do differently here in Web3 than has been done previously. Yeah, well, it looks like uh, Shab got, got booted. He'll, he'll come back. I'll, I'll get him back on stage once he's there. But um, I do want to throw to Jordana and, and get a little bit about her story as well um, and some additional context here. Jordana, what's up? Yeah. Hi, Zach. I just want to say I, I totally agree with you about the space and the communities. It's what we're seeing um, across the board is that there's this openness to having these conversations about mental health. Um, as part of what we're doing at Peace Inside, we've got a Mega Mindful Monday every Monday at noon where we're having different conversations um, right here on Twitter Spaces. So um, we're, we're loving this. We've been doing that for, I, I think it's been, how long has it been? Has it been like nine months now, Jana, that we've been doing it? Yeah. Um, and just, you know, in, in this new environment that we make wellness part of the ground that we're building. Um, whereas in Web 2 and certainly in the corporate space where I come from and I will share my background, um, it's always been an afterthought. You know, oh, you know what? People are quitting their jobs. People are burnt out. Maybe we should give them, oh, I don't know, um, happy hour or maybe a little bit better is let's give them a yoga class. Um, <laughs> and that doesn't work. You know, you've got to really um, make it part of the culture. And so um, that's what's really exciting about this space and, and really about what we're doing at with Peace Inside is we're trying and working to make this part of the culture of Web3. Um and so, yeah, I'm just, I'm loving this conversation. My, my story, um, let's start at birth. Cause we've got time for that. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, uh, let's, let's all trauma bond for a little bit. This will be fun. <laughs> so the reason I do what I do is because I've had anxiety pumping through my veins since birth. So I totally get it about, you know, um, having a anxiety disorder and panic attacks and how isolating that can feel. Um, I worked in production and technology for over 10 years and got to the top of my field there. 
And I also had a practice at the same time. I had a meditation and yoga practice that kind of butted heads with my work. And ultimately, I realized that I was unfulfilled in my work and I was defining myself by it. So I was in this really strange conundrum of what do I do with my life when what I'm doing with my life is not who I am and yet I don't know that answer. And so about seven years ago, I left it all to live in the question of who am I if I'm not defined by what I do. And that was a terrifying journey, especially for my anxiety that <laughs> just roared its evil head as soon as I stopped working and, and started telling me these stories about how I needed to make money. And um, I started doing things to make money. And then I realized what I was doing and kind of had to take myself off of that and set an intention for myself. And at the time, that intention was to learn and to travel. So I went to the place where I thought I could learn the most. And at the time, it was India. I spent about six months there and um, dove deeper into my personal practice, meditation, uh, yoga. Um, I trained in sound healing in Nepal, um, breath work. I spent time working um, at a center in Thailand with critically ill people who are seeking an alternative um, way to um, live out their lives and to hopefully survive and thrive rather than to um, face some pretty harsh diagnoses. Um, and then I came back to Los Angeles. And um, since I came back in 2018, I've been teaching meditation full time. At first, I was teaching in studios, um, recording. I have over 200 recordings out and about on different apps. Um, I wrote a book called Inner Peace um, and then started Peace Inside Live with Shira when I was um, in Thailand and continue to run retreats. I've got a couple coming up this April uh, to Nepal and to Thailand. So that's a long story short or medium short. Anxious me. people hate to pause. And, and it's such a real thing you're talking about where it's like, all right, I'm going to stop and uh, n quit doing this unhealthy thing. And then the, the motivation, like the terror of the silence sets in and you're like, I got to jump into the next thing. So I don't have to deal with my baggage. Um, I feel that uh, I, you know, I, I think I, I, I'm one of those people that hops around quite a lot from thing to thing. Um, and, and uh, anxiety can be such a superpower too. It, it puts you on a high level of alertness, but the, the end result of being exhausted is, is not worth the trade sometimes. Um, so learning to find that inner peace, I think is, is huge. And, um, especially when, uh, we're dealing with, um, a lot of emotions, I think in this space, in the web three space, there's euphoric highs and despair lows. So uh, I think learning to manage your emotions while stepping into this world and, and figuring out where you sit creatively, functionally, um, and finding your place in the world unapologetically is, is so huge. You have questions about blockchain? Like, how big of a block can you chain without throwing out your back? Or if you received that chain letter, how did you block it? And does blockchain taste better, barbecued, or deep fried? <laughs> Luckily, you don't have to ponder these quandaries alone anymore, because Blockchain Training Alliance is here to answer them, and also train you in real-world blockchain issues that will impact your business's bottom line and oriented future forward along the ley lines of the most important tech humanity has perfected since harnessing atomic energy. If you're into those sorts of things, Blockchain Training Alliance is a top leader in the field, counting among its clients IBM, Microsoft, Disney, Morgan Stanley, and many more, and offering a wide array of technical and non-technical courses. 
Whether you're a computer neophyte training for an incredible career in this new space or a coding expert honing your skills, Blockchain Trading Alliance will help you steer your ship home safely, filled with treasure. <laughs> Arg. So hurry and sign up for the Blockchain Training Alliance course that best fits your needs at blockchaintrainingalliance.com. Use discount code EDGEOF for 50% off and start your next block today. Um, Jana, I'd love to, you know, to throw to you as well and get a little bit of your backstory and, and what got you involved with these two and and what made you uh, discover Web3. Uh, the answer to the first question is the grace of God. Um, that's how I got involved with these two. Um, I'm exceptionally, exceptionally blessed uh, to work with Shira and Jordana. It's uh, it really is a, a huge blessing. Um I, you know, I, I was in Web3 uh, with my own little project um, that I had created um, really from the desire to uh, no longer use money as a currency. I really wanted crystals to be currency because um, I had had it with the system. And I was like, when comes the time that my massive crystal collection has the value that I can bring it to the grocery store and trade my citrine for bananas? Um, and we weren't there yet. So I I made a, a, a little NFT project that let me do that um, and started talking in spaces and pulling myself into Web3, which um, connected me to Shira and uh, the vibe was there. And I was so passionate about what Shira and Jordana are doing in this space that, um, you know, I was able to connect with them and start to build with them and am lucky enough to uh, work with them in all of the fun and interesting ways that we are working together. Um, how I came about all of this is that I too had, um, you know, trauma living in my bones from birth um, and went through a series of uh, mental health, uh, you know, spurts and issues. Um, and uh, in the journey of that found um, energy healing and spirituality, uh, which I had sort of always tied into um, my religion and my upbringing and the traditions that I knew um, and started to sort of find my own um, psychic gifts and my own, you know, passions for uh, being able to connect with spirit and with the other side. And the more I started to do that and flex those muscles, the more I was able to, you know, help a lot of people um, through that practice. Um, so, you know, I've been kind of guiding other people and doing readings and healings. And that was part of the, uh, you know, crypto um, offering that I was bringing into the space. And now I feel like I get to make a much, much, much bigger impact um, more than, than just, you know, the, um, the little bit that I could do, but really um, there's an opportunity to connect with lots and lots and lots and lots of people because people are really in this really deep need for wellness right now. Um, and, you know, I'm a big believer in doing it better together and and being able to, um, you know, affect more people when we are working on ourselves together. So, um, you know, it's, it's really, um, like I said, it's why I say that the grace of God has, has brought me to these two women because, um, they both are are really doing the work on themselves um, for themselves and for the collective. And it's like, it really is just such a blessing to, to be here. So um, I'm going to keep it short at that and just say like, thank you so much for, for allowing me to share the stage with you all. Of course. Grateful to have you. And uh, what's your favorite crystal? If you don't mind me asking. Oh my God. That's such a hard one. Um, I can, I can right. go lion's eye. That's, oh. I 
right now I'm loving, I I'm, I'm obsessing over Suglite and um, Rhodonite, but I don't know, clear quartz. It always has me. It's the base mineral of our planet. Your phone is operating because of clear quartz, your TV, your watch, literally everything we do is functioning because of crystals. So I got to give it to the clear quartz always, first and foremost. What can we do to get crypto quartz co- crossovers? It, it just rolls off the tongue so nicely. Crypto quartz crossovers. Tell me what you mean by that. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Just involving crypto and, and quartz, the foundational base of our planet, as you said. It literally uh, already is. All of our technology is operated with teeny tiny little quartz crystals. It's already happening. We just need to spread the awareness. Uh, uh, it's fantastic. Well, I think you gave me a nice segue um, because we were talking about opportunities for wellness. Uh, and and so I, I want to pivot and, and actually start with you, Zach, about opportunities for wellness in Web3, because uh, you probably have some interesting perspective as you've been navigating the space as well. Um, what opportunities do you think are, are out there for people and wellness in the Web3 crossover? And it's on one hand, it's like almost limitless. And I really think, again, it is foundational we don't one of the promises of you know any revolution but certainly this one which um, many of us look at as a way to build things together uh, without necessarily falling into the trap of you know chasing monopolies and um, a lot of these behaviors that end up driving people unfortunately towards more misery than anything we can quite intentionally build things uh, build wellness into um, all of the structures all of the business models, um, even the tokenomics of what we're doing. And, and Shahab can certainly uh, elaborate on, on what Healing Hippies is doing there. Uh, so yeah, it's it's almost infinite, the amount of ways we can do it. And again, I think where it's going to be powerful is when we weave it right into the foundations of what, of what we care about. Yeah, Shahab knows a lot about it. Building with intention, right? And, and that's funny because I, I think about this a lot when people are pitching projects and things like that. We're going through and looking at white papers or whatever. And somebody's talking about their project and what, my assumption on whether it's going to do well or not. One of those factors that people don't think about is like sometimes you're building something and it's really cool, but you're not thinking about the toxic underbelly of what that might lead to. Um, and, and certainly as technology has advanced its March, we've uncovered a lot of that in things like social media and Instagram. And there's a lot of concern now with emerging tech and, um, what that can do to negatively and inversely impact. So, um, but, but, you know, that's a bit of a tangent, but, uh, Shahab is creating quite the opposite there, right? You're, you're talking about creating something that alerts you to your Maslow's hierarchical needs. Yeah. Yeah. Our app aims to figure out what your goals are, what your intentions are, and then hold you accountable. Um, it pairs you with coaches that you're in constant communication with. Um, we're also talking, this last four or five months, I've talked to, I think, over a thousand people in the wellness space. Um, we're also looking to do a, a, a metaverse of a type where it's group meditation and group therapy. Um, and, and your token is what gets you inside with, again, uh, coaches and therapists and specialists coming from impact suites, all vetted and certified. Uh, but yeah, with, with the tokenization and, and the reward system, um, and, and gamifying wellness, uh, we believe that this will encourage a lot of people to actually just move even a little bit, increase your heart rate, just even a little bit. Uh, you know, there's, there are leaderboards and there's, 
um, statistics and standings. And I think this will encourage a lot of people. By the way, we're going to shift this a little bit more to open forum. So if you guys want to just chime in, don't uh, hesitate. I don't have to keep doing roll call every time we're talking about a topic. Feel free to just hop on board and pile in. Uh, I think there's a lot to unpack. And um, I, I was thinking about like how incentives can be used to do exactly what you're talking about. And I, I think that I run into this quite a lot, that there's people that are motivated but non-directional. And I think gamification can work as a subtle nudge down the proper path. Um, it, it, it's using a sticking stick versus carrot, or sorry, not a stick, <laughs> carrot versus a stick approach to kind of bait the trail and say, okay, if you take this step and then this step and then this step and you're getting little you know, Hershey's kisses along the way, um, you'll eventually reach that dream you're aiming for. Oh, absolutely. Um, for the last six months, I've been doing my cardio at a class called Orange Theory. I'm sure a lot of you have heard of it. Um, and within the Orange Theory communities, people are excited about their splat points, points you receive when your your heart rate reaches a certain amount. Um, I, I didn't find that exciting at all because you can't use those splat points for really anything. Um, but if you have a rewards system where you can use those tokens later in an ecosystem where um, not only well-known brands, but coaches all have products and, and uh, uh, experiences on, I, I think that it will create a really good ecosystem. I'm also talking, a, a close friend of mine is also uh, a, a former co-founder of Tonal. Um, so the goal is actually to approach um, Tonal and Peloton and Mir and see if we can go ahead and incorporate something in, in those uh, technologies as well. Yeah, there's his projects like Step In too, and and some other ones that that focus on on kind of like the get up and move component, which I really like. Um, and it's funny as somebody plagued by anxiety and all these other random problems, superpowers, not problems, superpowers. Uh, exposure therapy is a huge part of this thing, and I, so I think there's a lot of opportunity to kind of gamify that exposure therapy and and get people because a lot of people don't want to sign up to just jump into kind of therapy but if there is some kind of reward mechanism in place maybe that becomes more palatable i don't know yeah we're yeah and um, oh yeah. i'm sorry, sorry go, go go i just want to say that's where the idea of the uh the metaverse came from because like you said a lot of people don't want to do therapy and they're afraid to step into their office but if you're stepping into the office with an avatar and you're getting the same benefits um i think a lot more people will be open to the idea i agree Cheryl, what are you going to build off that? Yeah, just creating safe spaces to do this work, and yeah, I think that a lot of um, a lot of the 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 brands we're seeing that are entering this space, and yeah, building definitely that's top of mind. Is like how do you um, continue to incentivize people to um, practice and to use these tools for themselves, and like and you know and and get yeah, like reward people also for doing the work. I think that's top of mind for a lot of us as we all build. Um, and there's definitely some really interesting models there. So it, like, it's an exciting time and it's definitely ripe for opportunity as well. So yeah, we're seeing that as definitely part of the future of what we're building um, too, which is exciting. Is there such thing as like punitive wellness where you get punished if you don't do something? I think I need that occasionally. Yeah, that's called I a need... toxic environment. <laughs> I, I need a cattle prod <laughs> to get my butt up and move sometimes. I mean, like... that's like, you like, you suck, you're horrible. Yeah, that's called a bad relationship, um, which we know. <laughs> like, so, so you're saying through you guilt. Girlfriend like and... <laughs> reinforcement through guilt and shame. <laughs> I'm creating a new wellness app called Shame App, and it posts uh, what you didn't do that day uh, in a public auditable ledger. And then you get to feel bad about it. Okay. 
So I have something for you. <laughs> and it's hilarious that you just said like what you didn't do because I work with so many overachievers and I happen to be a recovering overachiever myself. And I have a list of things that I won't do in a day. And it comes from my to-do list. So I look at my to-do list, which I still religiously write every single day. And then I look at what I'm not going to do that day. And that's my way of not shaming myself, but actually being kind and saying, it's okay that these things aren't going to happen. And then it helps me to focus. And so I'm challenging you to create that what I won't do list each day. That's interesting. That really is turning it on its head there. Yeah, we've got to interrupt the ways we've been thinking, you know, like, especially as leaders and builders in the space, right? If we want wellness to be part of the the ground floor, then the way that we think and the way that we treat ourselves also has to shift and change. So whatever we can do to throw a wrench in it, um, I'm all for that. I, I, it's a $4.4 trillion industry, the wellness industry. That to me is crazy. That that figure is staggering. I mean, crypto is getting big and uh, we were all excited when we hit a billion. Um, approaching a trillion is is would be a huge milestone. 4.4 trillion though. Um, is that because the, there's a, a growing need for it? Or like, what is the thing that's driving this up? I got this. <laughs> um, we're a traumatized species. We live in a society where we are constantly told that we're not enough. Every single ad, every single, you know, billboard, every part of our world, even school, the systems that we're that we've been raised in, um, they're all about making us feel like we're not good enough. And we all believe it. Um, we like every single one of us. And as consciousness expands and as we begin to tap into these sort of um, wider parts of, of the all that is, um, I'm a big believer that mental health and spirituality go hand in hand. I know a lot of people don't necessarily feel that way, but um, I, I definitely do. Um, and, you know, how you connect those pieces, we are, you know, our consciousness is expanding collectively. We are receiving more information in a day than they did in a like an entire year or sometimes a decade, um, you know, about 100 years ago. So the amount of inputs that we have are infinite. Therefore, the amount of outputs that we have are far bigger. And there is a lot of understanding that many of the ways that we were told this is how it's done, this is what is normal, is actually really, really, really harmful for humanity. And so, you know, when we think about where mental health was, you know, I'm speaking from experience, my uh, my biological father has been ill all my life and institutionalized. So I've been in the system, out of the system, in the system since I was born. And the way that things were, you know, in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s to how it is now is exponentially different, right? And so we're beginning to understand like there are so many better ways to look at things and Shira is correct, you know what we're what you're talking about is trauma like and there's just trauma everywhere. There is trauma in in our TVs, there's trauma in, on our phones, social media can be traumatizing, the things that we watch, the things that we absorb, that we consume, the things that we think, the ways that we, you know, connect all of our ancestral lineages. I could go on and on and on. So it, there's no question that we we all desperately need to learn to live with our thoughts as they are. And as Jordana said, to like radically change them in any given moment, because we need to be better for ourselves. We need to learn to survive in the world as things continue to evolve, because our consciousness not only is expanding, but AI is here and it's going to change a lot of things in humanity. So we need to drop into our own 
emotions, our own, you know, our own consciousnesses so that we can learn to navigate better as we continue to expand. So yeah, like put all the money into wellness, put all your money into nothing but wellness, because that's how you survive. And, and I, by the way, I'm, I'm giving us a, a few more to riff and I'm going to start inviting people up. Hey there, NFT space cadet. Let's zoom in on the globe from outer space today to Abbott Kinney Boulevard in Venice Beach, LA, let me show you a cosmic tech beacon that shines out among the bustle of fashion, art, and food there. It's a thriving software dev, data science, and design studio known as AE Studio, where scores of the sharpest minds have come together to help founders and execs create software and machine learning solutions that are not only profitable and increase our agency as humans, but that give us that warm, fuzzy feeling that elegant tech so wonderfully does. AE's breadth of talent allows them to build anything from instillvideo.com, it's a health, fitness, and wellness app that makes your chakras tingle, to award-winning brain-computer interface solutions that could quite literally bend our minds. Oh, and keep an eye out for Token Runners, their NFT white-label marketplace, as well as our highly anticipated NFT drop, Boomer NFT. Now, for all you DGENs who strive to shed the cummerbund and pearls, comes a jaw-dropping, awe-inspiring partnership not seen since the heyday of Shaq and Kobe. It's called Edge of AE Studio, and you can find out all about it at edgeofae.com. That's right, this full-service, soup-to-nuts, end-to-end, whole enchilada NFT service can help you, yes you Randy, launch your NFT project. Edge of NFT and AE Studio have come together like Voltron to get your project in gear so you can hightail it straight to the moon, stardom, and maybe even your own private yacht. Go to edgeofae.com to find out more. That's edgeofae.com. Actual results may vary depending on moon landing location, domain of stardom, scale and model of yacht, as well as whether scale model of yacht or actual yacht. Guys, if you're going to come up, it's, it's cool if you want to share. Uh, you got to keep it pretty quick so that we have time to get to other people. But it's, uh, I, you know, I'm really grateful for anybody who wants to be brave enough to step on stage. It's not an easy thing. And so I just want to encourage you. And maybe this is your first time and you want to step outside of your comfort zone and do something crazy. Uh, this is not the craziest thing you could be doing, but, uh, you know, baby steps, right? Um, yeah, Ashira, what's up? And I want to go to Cam's. Hey, Cam. Cam's, um, I, I agree with Jana. I think that also just watch watch out and just be aware even like, and something I'm aware of, like wellness use, like people kind of misusing wellness. And like, I think that when something becomes hot, commodified, you know, remember, you know, uh, these are indigenous ancient practices, some of them, you know, obviously there's science backed, but like a lot of them started by black and brown communities. And a lot of what's happened, including with social media, while people are sharing their journeys, which is beautiful, it's the kind of using of these tools and practices, not giving credit, um, and then, you know, ca uh, capitalizing it on it, you know, um, and that's where there's like a pro and con to that. And so, you know, I think we have to um, tread on this lightly and and um, be aware of that of the problematic nature of something becoming really big, even though if it's good for you, it's just like, where is it coming from? Who are the people involved? Like, why are they doing this? And um, these are just things that we think about a lot. And I think about a lot. And um, also, you know, when you're giving people advice or tools, like, that's a huge responsibility. And so, um, 
being aware of like, yeah, you, who you have facilitating, you know, we're definitely making sure, you know, facilitators we hire have a certain amount of hours of like accreditation and certification and that we, we go, we, we um, go through with them, like their, their sessions. So we're experiencing it ourselves and making sure that it's going to be a value of service. And then also like, you know, when to bring in mental health professionals and like also building out programming, and tools with that in mind. I just think that's really important as this continues to be like uh, and get bigger as an industry, which is a beautiful thing as well. I, I, yeah, I, I wanted to touch on the fact that I see this, this there's a common thread here in Web3 blockchain and uh, what, we're, what we were talking about in terms of wellness, and that is kind of undoing the infrastructure that we find to be toxic. Isn't that interesting? If you look at it from more of a macro generalization, there is a push in society right now for us to undo all the bad things that we've done and find technology as a solution, not as a yes and on top of all the toxic things that we have out there. So I, I think it's really cool that we have uh, a unifying point there that we can bring to the table as people that are participating in this space. Um, Cams. Would love to hear from you. Hey, oh my goodness. So many beautiful women, mindfulness, spiritual leaders on this call. I'm so excited to hear from you again. Um, I've had Shira on our podcast. I'm Cams, by the way. Um, in our in, in my podcast, I try to democratize the practice of meditation and mindfulness through five-minute clips at the end of the podcast because I believe in it so hard. Just my background on me. Um, <laughs> I've been leading meditation for the last six years for kids as young as two years old, all the way up to adults who are up to the age of 90 plus. And uh, it's such an honor. It's such a reward. And um, I've also been trained in yoga. I'm a yoga teacher for children and adults, and then also a trained sound practitioner. Um, and my favorite my favorite sound is the flute and the gong, just how beautiful it connects you. And I, I don't remember who said this. I'm so sorry, but someone said that spirituality and mental wellness were hand in hand. And I 100,000% agree with that. Um, that was Jana. Or is it Jana or Jana? I, I, I don't want to get that wrong. Jana, right? Jana, you got it right. Okay, Jana, cool. yeah. yeah. Um, oh, I'm so excited for everything that that you're talking about. The future of wellness, I think, especially with Web3, is the attention to mental health. And I wanted to ask a question to the guests, but before I jump into the question, I just wanted to bring up how important it is that we recognize that not only are we perpetuating trauma, but we're perpetuating this inability to adopt coping skills and communication strategies um, for people to understand and, and communicate to others how they're feeling. And there's a huge stigma, especially placed on men and, and, and the BIPOC communities, that we don't share our emotions, that we don't manage our big emotions. And those big emotions start when you're little. And navigating those big emotions through coping strategies as simple as just breathing, something everybody can do, um, is, is so crucial and so critical for people to understand. And so the education of mental wellness and mindfulness and meditation and spiritual practices that examine these and allow us to have those strategies to just take a moment to breathe, be present, they, they, they inject something into your life like joy, gratitude, so many things that are, are key for success and more leaders you guys are you brought up the topic of like where is this coming from like why now why why is this a four billion i can't remember billion trillion dollar industry now um trillion 4.4 trillion shit, bro like 4.4 <laughs> like why now why is it so important I've, it's it's definitely with the wave of social media people are now 
now sharing how much they love yoga. People are now sharing tips of how to get into yoga, why it's so important, how mental wellness, sorry, that's my baby, how mental and physical wellness are so complete and how they're symbiotic to one another. Hi, baby, I know. Um, There's a lot of input there. He's like, your baby agrees. Baby yoga is so important. See, there's all these, there's all these coping strategies for them. But what I wanted to ask was, how do you think we can use blockchain technology and Web three technologies um, to gamify wellness? Because I, I don't know how much you talked about it earlier, but I just, when you guys talked about that, I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Um, Because originally I created a kids meditation app and how we gamified it was with like music and they got a chance to have quiet time and parents could award points and they could connect it to them getting something like chores or something like that. It would be like your daily breathing. But I wonder how you visualize rewarding adults for engaging in something like a mindfulness practice or a wellness practice, like drinking enough water per day. NFTs. I, I just want all the NFTs, uh, water <laughs> NFTs, meditation NFTs. I'll take them. It's, it's like my Boy Scout badge sash at this point. I think if you loaded it up with wellness, um, I would feel good about myself and feel good about myself. Um, I yeah. actually, oh, go ahead. No, no, I mean, that's exactly, I think that, uh, well, what I know we're thinking about. And I think there are some models that have kind of worked with other, um, other verticals, you know, when it comes to obviously like fitness, et cetera. Um, I do think, you know, folks are figuring out what that means in terms of mindfulness on the blockchain, you know, whether there's tokens or points or leading to, you know, yeah, things that you win or discounts. And I, I think that's all being really thought about. And, and also the big question is like, why the blockchain? Like, why couldn't you do this in just like through tech? Um, so these are questions that we're like, we're asking and challenging ourselves around and now working with someone on the tech side to really build that vision because we recognize like we obviously are human centric. Like we started out as a way, you know, because we, I think the people, all of us here at Peace Inside, but then I believe everyone here on stage, like we want to connect with people and yeah, find connection, right. And feel like a sense of purpose in this life. And so I think, how do you uh, bring together the human centric side of what we do with um, tech and like, make it so tech can help and support what we do versus take from it. Yeah, um, you know what's interesting? I really want to touch on the fact, because you did talk about how guys in particular have this stigma. And I, I do want to say it's difficult to break that. Um, one of the biggest things is just opening yourself up to something that might be foreign and different. And honestly, for a lot of people at the front, it might feel weird because like, especially when you walk into a lot of this stuff, it's like easing them into the woo-woo component. Like, I, I I also love the spirituality component of wellness, but for a lot of guys that can become a barrier point where it's walking into a conversation about uh, all these things that are radically outside of their comfort zone when they could benefit just from stepping into breathing exercises or stepping into doing yoga or working on their physical health and things like that. And I I would just challenge anybody who's listening. That's kind of, if you're rolling your eyes in the back of your head and you're thinking, ah, you know, that's bullshit or that wouldn't work or whatever, try it. Um, I very much got pulled and ripped out of my comfort zone by other friends of mine. Um, And uh, like I said, I had to hit a moment of breakdown before that became an approachable concept. And I really wish I had done some of this sooner, but 
active listening and just sitting and really stepping outside of your own philosophies for the moment, what, what's the worst that could happen on trying something? And let's say you don't like it, fine, don't do it anymore, whatever, I, it doesn't matter. But like, do it at least one time for yourself, because if you're hurting right now, I guarantee you doing nothing is worse than sitting there and, and trying something and feeling uncomfortable for 10 minutes, an hour, however long a class is. Needed to be said. <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate that. And I think that more people need to speak out about, you know, as long as they feel safe, um, you know, vulnerability allows for connection. And so we need more people of different backgrounds and experiences speaking about what they're going through. So we can learn more about each other and, and connect and protect each other. And then also, yeah, like you lead by example for others. So that's beautiful. And I appreciate that. I acknowledge you. Yeah, I mean, like, I and I had, I just had to, you know, address, you know, at first I was on the other side of it, so I get both sides here. It's, it's not like you just wake up one day and and you're a healthy, well-adjusted individual. It, it does take work, but I, I acknowledge that I'm nowhere even close to the goals I want to hit. But I'm aware that I, in order to get there, I'm going to have to do more than just the same old, same old. Um, there's some other people on stage, and, and certainly if you want to come up and talk, please, please feel free to request. I'm inviting more people up. Um, if, if you want to speak, you can go ahead and raise your hand. That'd probably be the best way once we crowd up the stage. Um, and then we can jump from there. But uh, yeah, uh, go ahead, Jeff. Yeah, I was just going to say, it's important to remember um, healing is not one size fits all, right? We all have our own life experiences. We all have our own backgrounds, our own belief structures, and all of these different things. So you know, allow yourself to to try a lot of things. Not everything is going to land. Not everything is going to be the right thing for you. But, you know, open yourself to the experience. Try it once, maybe try it three times. And if you still hate it, then fine. Um, but, you know, allow yourself to just open yourself up to possibilities that, you know, a lot has changed in the past three years. You don't know what might work for you to change your mind and your mood. Um, and, you know, I've been working on myself for 15 years and I'm still not a fully well-adjusted human being. So it's an ongoing, you know, practice and just be kind to yourself and keep experimenting with modalities and opportunities for learning and, 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 you know, connection to self. Thousand percent. Uh, I, I saw hands go up and then they came back down, but uh, I guess Zach, I didn't see the, the second round of them. Zach, what's up? <laughs> sure. Yeah. I think, no, I mean, uh, just building off of that, um, one thing to keep in mind is that you don't have to wait until it hurts really bad. Health and well-being are, you know, involves a lot of preventative, a lot of maintenance, and a lot of growth. And I think the, especially here in the U.S., the dark side of that $4.4 trillion number is that we much more have a medicine industry than we do a healthcare apparatus. Uh, and I think, again, that is part of, um, you know, the really exciting vision that we can all build together using this new economy. Uh, you know, that Web3 promises. Uh, so that's, you know, that really is important. And and most of those things do not get captured in the economies um, of the hospital and pharmaceutical world. And, you know, I guess also from the NFTLA side, like to that end, we are actively looking and, you know, with the support of, um, of amazing people like, like Peace Inside Live, um, working on incorporating wellness and, um, you know, health and, and improving people's well-being throughout everything we do, including those in-person gatherings, um, which when you don't come with that intention, can sometimes turn into a very high stress situation um, or fall into a cultural default of just work all day and then drink all night. So we're, we're very much looking to, to offer experiences that, that lift people up and energize and, and improve people's health and well-being. And 
um, Shira and Jordana are, are a key part of that. So if anyone during you know the NFTLA week in March wants to get involved, um, help make that happen, uh, please you know reach out here on on Twitter and and we'd love to talk. Awesome, man. That's that's great to hear that that's going to be an activation um, in March. Uh, Jordana, what's up? Yeah, um, I just want to say that when we get started in these practices, that a few minutes a day goes a really long way. And sometimes what can be the barrier to beginning is thinking that you know, if I'm going to start a meditation practice, I need to start with 20 minutes. And that is just not true. And when I when I teach people how to begin and set up a practice, I ask them, how many minutes a day would feel enjoyable for you? What would you actually look forward to? And then whatever they tell me, I usually cut it down by 25% because it's got to be something that that is a resource for us, whatever it is that we choose. And of course, we want to try something more than once. I always say try twice. Some of us are saying try three times. But to make it a resource, it's got to be something that we can fit into our schedules. And also to know that it's like putting money into the well-being bank. Every time, every minute, it counts. It's not wasted. So even if meditation only lasts two minutes today, that's two more minutes of being mindful and of putting money towards the well-being banks that I know we all want to build in the space and within ourselves. Time. What's up? Yeah, how's it going? I'll just say, uh, time, time, time to, it's, it's a, it stands for teaching young minds every day, but I'm loving this space right here. And this is like how we, uh, you know, kind of, you know, go forward. Like when it comes to mental health, I've been a patient for over a decade as well as a, uh, as a, as an advocate for a lot of, um, People who, uh, you know, have to take medications in order for them to uh, uh, have what we say is a normal life or, you know, and uh, when it comes to even uh, autoimmune diseases and stuff like that, I do a lot of things for um, a lot of people who have those because especially during the pandemic, we've been isolated and, you know, that's kind of like uh, increased the amount of uh, uh, problems that, 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 that kind of, that, that, that seclusion kind of creates. And, um, you know, so when we have these, these opportunities, you know, I just, everybody just take a, take a one deep breath in, you know, <laughs> all right. And, and, you know, just, uh, take a little bit of time to, you know, just to, to get to ourselves and to tap into our inner, 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 inner child. Like I've been, I've been with, um, building, I've been, I've been around the uh, building down, down on the stage somewhere, whatever, um, doing lady day Dow. That's a, you know, kind of, um, something got established on, on January 21st, 2021, 22. And, you know, it's, it's something that we've kept on, you know, pushing forward in, in order for us to be able to uplift women, minorities and um, people with disabilities in the space. So, you know, with the, a lot of things that we we able to, you know, collaborate with, with everybody we've been uh, been around and, and continue to build with. Uh, we 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 we're looking forward to a lot of uh, things in NFTLA this year that we weren't able to actually uh, be 100 percent participating with. with you know, because of just the pandemic mainly. So it was, it was, it was just the being around everybody at one, you know, swoop. It was like we didn't really want to uh, have issues with uh, the, the children that we helped take care of, the like G-tubes and just um, rang the bell over there at the Children's Hospital LA. You know, some of the things that we were trying to do with uh, well, a few a few different um, groups over there, um, you know, we, we, we had the opportunity to, to do um charitable giveaways with um giving back to the community and the thing about it is i think you know it's the education part that is giving us the choice in order for us to choose whatever way we want to uh to do things and um i'm i'm thankful and blessed for you to be able to you know give me the opportunity to, to speak today so you know 
as a as I, as I as I go back into my hole, um, I, I just uh, look forward to being able to connect with people in real life, you know, and at these other events. And uh, here in Miami, uh, January twenty fifth, twenty seventh, I'm looking to try and make it out there and maybe have a little bit more discussion about, you know, the time to peril that'll be out, which is a uh, you know the movement that we all are on when it comes to giving that that knowledge to the next uh, generation and and as well as you know helping our elders you know as a lot of us you know probably have been involved with um maybe people with alzheimer's but yeah it's Um, really interesting because we were talking about wellness and personal wellness but you brought up an interesting point like community is a part of wellness as well and so what you're doing is you're by supporting that community, you're bringing wellness at a, at a different level. And um, it's, it's important to think about that as well. And I, I often, when I was struggling with things, I'd be told by people in my life, if you're really feeling down on yourself, go volunteer. It, it gives yourself meaning. It, it becomes fulfilling. Um, and it really does. It adds value to people around you while add, adding personal value. So I think that's a, that's a really great um, thing to take away from from what you just said is you know there is a lot of opportunity here and certainly a lot of communities emerging that that are looking for people to get involved and so uh, I think it would be great for anybody listening to to put themselves out there and um, connect uh, yeah shop yeah no I 100 agree it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a new philosophy you know when it comes to people trying to understand that you know it's a creative economy that's what we're building here you know where you know, it's direct to direct, you know, direct to customer. Like we're the, the creators who are building are now starting to get a little bit of recognition for the art which they which 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 they possess with the with however you may look at it, God given or however you see that talent which people who have and have that ability to see the world in a different perspective based on the outcome of of life which which brought them to that position whatever struggles and trials and tribulations which they went through to get get them there you know making that positive effort going forward is 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 mandatory in my eyes and and i'm thankful you know every day to try and do something better it's everything um shahab are you there i see your hand up if not i know he's he was having some tech issues earlier i want to say what's up to jesse too hi jesse yo what's up man how you doing dude welcome to the space what a great addition um <laughs> did you have did you have some wellness perspective that's the topic of the day and, well uh, yeah first first of all thanks for um bringing me up i i'm on a uh, baby duty and she might be waking up soon so if i do have to jump apologies <laughs> but i wanted to say thanks for bringing me up um lot i I wish I could be in this room all day. Um, happy I get a chance to just drop in here and I'll stay as long as I can. But people who know me um, know that, you know, I I talk about my issues publicly all the time. I'm on two different meds. I'm been diagnosed as bipolar one, which is essentially like functioning bipolar. It means you, you have a like wide range of emotions and they can flip, um, but you can function. And it's it's often the case that, entrepreneurs uh, experience that or also ADD is sort of the same or similar, not the same, but a similar form of that. Um, and, you know, diagnoses are, it, it, all this stuff is developing, honestly, like mental health is very much a developing industry. Um, but what one thing I know is like, we all need to talk about it, right? Like, that's the biggest thing is that we all need to talk about it. So I'm just loving the space. I think it's a very web three you know, topic and the direct consumer, you know, kind of angle on it, I think is really critical. If you're, if you're building in web three, it's like, you have to understand that 
the emotional state of people is is now the priority, right? Not like the features or like the product or like what it does or like the, the this or that or like why it's better than the competitor. It's like, no, does this person I'm interacting with care about me? Does this brand elevate my life? Like there's a power shift from the corporation to the individual, I feel. And I've been saying that for years um, and I've, I've written about that for years, but I think it's really coming now. And I'm just happy about it. So I'm happy that we can make spaces like this. I hope people are getting value out of it. I'm getting value out of it. Like I could just sit here and listen, you know, and, um, but that's, that's a little bit about how I feel about it. So this is great. Man, it's, sometimes it's just healing to intake with other people. Um, and I, I've seen other spaces, wellness spaces like that, where I'll just come in and I, I'm just, you know, placing it on speaker and just, uh, sitting back and, um, you know, falling into my own meditation while listening to people kind of talk through the things that they think add value to their lives. So I do want to do more of these spaces and I'm sure we will in the future. Um, I know we're running a bit long and, and so Zach had had to dip out, but uh, I'm down to keep the spaces open a little bit more if you if our speakers want to kind of riff for a little bit. Um, and and just because I, I, I do want to invite if there's anybody else listening that wants to come up, you can absolutely request um otherwise uh we'll wrap here in in the next few minutes but uh yeah time uh happy to have you uh chime in again yeah i was just i seen the building just posted uh, about about marley family and that's something you know rest in peace uh to a joseph you know um that's uh, another you know just just something that this this tragic and 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 a part of life but um i will definitely be with the with with uh, the marley family in la on the 27th if uh if anybody wanted to to you know, uh, attend or anything or wanted to pay respect or, you know, like I look at it like this, you know, from, from the artist point of view, you know, a lot of people who are artists and who are, um, never was, were, were given the opportunity that we have right now today being, being creators and being able to create this new economy, which we are doing going forward. Like, it's just always good to pay homage to the people like, you know, um, you, that, that the Lady Day Dow built itself kind of like kind of off the um, the Bob Marley uh, song, kind of like a, a, a small axe, you know. Um, and that's kind of what we're we're doing, you know, as as we take as we go forward. Every everybody pushing forward in order to create what we're doing. And I just want to be mindful and, and just um, just uh, uh, that's a, that's a cool one though. I you know I love going to Bob Marley events, um, but uh, we're, we're, it, it's Bob Marley, right? That's who we're talking about. Yeah, well, it's a, Joseph. Joseph is, is is his like grandson. That's who passed away recently. Oh, I didn't know somebody passed away. Uh, that's that's horrible. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I send my condolences and uh, lots of love. I think those are hard times to be in as well. Um, but you know, to to just you know end on a positive note. Um, know that there are people out here that are really open to listening and, and really opening themselves up and, and talking about their experiences. I'm one of them. I'm sure everybody else on stage is, is a, in a similar uh, boat. And I would highly recommend going and listening to some of their sessions on wellness. Um, uh, they all have at some point done speaking or, or posted uh, about their personal philosophies and things that they've gone through, written books. And um, I, I be be a listener, I think, is the biggest thing. And so there are a lot of great minds up here to listen to. Um, with that, I know uh, some of our, our guests got to run. So I'm going to go ahead and close the space. But this has been absolutely wonderful. We will do it again. I promise you that. Um, but 2023 is going to be your year. Look in the mirror. Say it again. Say it again and say it again. You might be saying it through tears, 
but keep saying it. It will happen. Um, I believe in all of you. I want you to have an amazing, wonderful rest of the year. And remember to join us. We're going to be here every Thursday. We rotate different topics on Web3. We'll come back around to this. And um, of course, NFTLA is coming up in March. Grab your tickets. Come out. See all the amazing projects we'll be hosting. Participate in the wellness activities. And uh, meet some people face-to-face. I know we've been locked behind closed doors. That's tough for people. We get to connect here on spaces, and then we get to unify together in, in a nice common area where we all have shared interests. So that's really um, But thank you all again for coming. Uh, if anybody has any closing words they want to say, I'll... I'll allow it. Otherwise, we're going to cue the music and I will be saying goodbye to you guys. Thanks so much. This was awesome. Great group here. Appreciate all of you. Sending love. I, I hope I, I I did well as a host. I was trying you're to uh, live up to You're amazing. Like, your energy is awesome. <laughs> I love it. Wonderful. You are amazing. Thank you so much. Your blend of authenticity and vulnerability and just guiding the space really made it delightful. Sheer, I, I'm I'm flying by sheer dorkiness at this point. And it's just I, <laughs> it's I, you. I guess just fly by you, Danny. Danny, how are you doing, man? I, you were just in. He, he was he's leaving the emergency room and he c- pops into the space. We're talking about wellness. Are you are you well, my friend? Yes, I am, sir. I mean, my voice says otherwise, but I'm 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 pretty good to be honest. Okay, okay. Uh, see, like, uh, if you can have the positive de- demeanor of Danny leaving the emergency room, then we're gonna have a good year. Let's go. Yeah, I just wanted to pop in and say thank you to our amazing guests, um, and and say that I really enjoyed this conversation, even though I was not uh, speaking, but it was really insightful, and I believe I speak for a lot of people in the community. So thank you so much for everyone for sharing your thoughts and knowledge in, in this matter because I know it is very important for a lot of people and there's a lot of people who don't have the let's say the drive or that that final push to go over the finish line and do this type of stuff so I really appreciate that well we appreciate you as always and uh, rest up we'll need you again next Thursday for the howl so um, there's my soundboard Katie Maria, can you take it away? We need to get uh, get some jams going and sign off. Hearts, throw your hearts up for the people out in the crowd. Thank you guys for coming. Come back, hang with us again. Okay, we've reached the outer limit at the edge of NFTs today. Thanks for exploring with us. We've got space for more adventures on this starship, so invite your friends and recruit some cool strangers that will make this journey all so much better. Out, go to iTunes right now, rate us, and say something cool. Then go to edgeofnft.com to dive further down the rabbit hole. The views and opinions expressed on the Edge of NFT podcast reflect solely those views and opinions of the show creators and its guests. We're learning as we go, just like you. Please make sure to do your own research. Our podcast is not financial advice. There are multiple strategies and not all strategies fit all people. You understand that you are using any and all information available on or through this podcast at your own risk.